Revolutionary Talk for Revolutionary Times. Liberty Talk FM. A marvelous night for a moon dance with the stars above in your eyes. A fantabulous night to make romance neat the cover of October skies. And all the leaves on the trees are falling to the sound of the breezes that blow. And I'm trying to please to the calling of your heart strength that plays soft and low. Yet all the night. What's up? What's up, everybody? Welcome aboard to the Bubba Show. Todd Bubba Horsley. You know what's going on, everybody? Well, the Fed has spoken. And what did they say? I don't know, kind of like the Wizard of Oz. Not a lot. Okay. Uh, but in, in, all, in all seriousness, they did say that... Uh, Basically, they removed the words accommodative from the telegraphed right hike. So we knew that we knew the hike was coming. Good. Uh, and, of course, they did remove the word accommodative, which did send the markets into a little bit of a sell-off, a little bit of pressure. Uh, in fact, I texted out at about uh, 3.30. I said that I would not be surprised if the markets closed lower on the day. They did. Again, that's not anything to talk it's not nothing to brag about it's just you can kind of see the way it was trading uh and today markets were kind of flat kind of i guess we'll call them mushy uh but not a lot to to really think about again we're still pretty quiet and pretty slow uh which is just another sign that a lot of the action that's really coming into the market is more that of the uh, the retail trade and not that of actual market action. So, again, you know, we still have the pretty much the same opinion, which is markets, you know, can go higher. We're certainly saying that, not saying that they cannot go higher. They certainly can. Uh, but we would expect to see at some point uh, the sell-off we've talked about for a while. I, You know, I, I think the interesting stuff from... Yesterday was that bond futures actually rallied, which sent interest rates a little bit lower for yesterday. Now, again, we would have thought the other way, especially based on the uh, uh, the Fed uh, removing the economy of a statement, which would mean that actually interest rates might really be left to trade for themselves. But, of course, that was not the case. The case was simple. Okay. Uh, the, uh, the, the, the actual uh, mar markets, you know, kind of knew what was going on. And we'll, we'll see. Again, it's, it's, it's really de dependent on when the markets get ready to actually take the big sell-off. And, and they will. There's, there, there's no issue there. There's no question there. That it will happen, and you know we can't tell you when that's going to be. Uh, it will be related to the Fed, though. I would I would bet. Uh, you know, the the policies 
that they've set and the allowing, you know, everybody likes to talk about what a great job the Fed has done. Uh, and, and I don't think so, in my opinion. Uh, I, I think we're too used to, um, you know, the way things are or the way things were. But I have to, I have to wonder if, if our economy is so good. And don't get me wrong, it's good right now, okay? And it, it, it'll stay good for a while, you know, with what's going on. We'll talk about it a little bit later. But if everything is so great and they've done such a good job, how did we go from, you know, very little debt to 21 or $22 trillion? How did we go from, you know, $6 trillion in 2000 to 21 trillion today, uh, you know, everybody wants to 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 badmouth Obama. And again, I clearly tell you, I did not like him. I do not like him. I did. I thought he was more of a carny huckster. Uh, but I mean, he had. You know, everybody complains that the the debt doubled under his watch. Well, uh, again, the overall policies are not conducive. To, to to reducing debt, and, and to me that becomes a, a a bigger issue. We continue to ignore it at all costs. You know, all of these programs, everything that we do costs money. I mean, the Fed spent the, the Fed put out four and a half trillion dollars to save this economy. Did they save it, or did they just create the bubble that will last longer? You know, I'm I'm really from the school that if they'd have let it collapse when it did, okay. And and again, I was a firm believer that the the investor, excuse me, the depositors should have been bailed out. But I do not believe that the bank should have been bailed out. Okay, so I would have thought that you know we would have just let the markets collapse. It happens. And they would have rebuilt. And I think we'd be out of this danger and out of this massive debt that we continue to create. And to me, that's the, the, the sadness of it all, is that we're really just running in place like the mouse on the wheel. I mean, yeah, jo- there's a lot of jobs. Uh, but if you go back, you know, a little bit, you know, not that long ago, we had great jobs then. Okay, now you, you're getting better jobs, but we're going to have you know, more inflation, and we're certainly we're gonna get wage growth, which is great, which is gonna will cut into the the company's bottom line, okay, which is fine. I mean, that's what it should be. I mean, employees should be paid; they should be paid well. You know, again, you should be, you should be paid based on your value, the company you're working for. But I, I like I said, I wonder, you know, had. They let everything just do what it was going to do, and let the fr- and let the free market system. You know, I I I, I find it very funny. I don't know, actually, I find it kind of sad. Not really funny. Uh, I find it sad that nobody wants to let the economy do what it does and do what it's supposed to do. You know, there's always we always have to have that manipulator in between. Okay, that gets that gets to make decisions, which in my opinion, never benefit me. And I, when I mean me, I mean all of us. That's just was kind of a, a point. But 
that never benefit us, but they do benefit the people that don't that need to benefit least. It's that's who gets the benefit from the acts they make. But I always would wonder if they would just let the market system, you know, asset classes can price themselves. The markets can do what they're going to do, and when we all get when it's all said and done, we end up with a position. We end up in a place where all of a sudden we come out of it, but we come out of it stronger. And I think that's the big difference. You know, again, I don't think there's a perfect economic system, whether it be Keynesian, which I don't like, or Austrian. I think there is a good blend between the two. Uh, but, of course, I'm not an economist. I don't play one on the radio. I don't play one on TV. But <laughs> that would be my opinion. This is The Bubba Show. I am Todd Bubba Horowitz. And, of course, uh, don't forget to download the show each and every day at libertytalk.fm. It's the only station you need. We've got the Sporting Edge coming up. And, of course, we've got a football game tonight, which I will, of course, share my selection with you. Uh, and, of course, don't forget about Bubba's Daily Update, which is available to you for free. Uh, all you have to do is go to BubbaTrading.com. There's a little form that will pop up. Fill out the form. No credit card required. You simply just get a three- to five-minute video every day sent to your inbox at BubbaTrading.com. This is the Bubba Show. Todd Bubba Horowitz will be right back with more after the break. The Bubba Show. Back to the Bubba Show, Todd Bubba Horrors with you. And, of course, uh, we like to always share some uh, Bill Whittle with you once in a while. And, of course, Bill Whittle did, uh, the him and the guys did a great piece on uh, the Kavanaugh smear. Check it out. Is it possible that something good can come out of the character assassination of Judge Brett Kavanaugh? I'm Scott out with Bill Whittle and Stephen Green, and this episode of Right Angles brought to you by the members at BillWhittle.com. And men, um, this is a serious thought that I had today upon reading an article, um, and I should I should give credit to Rebecca Traster, who wrote the article um, at a website called The Cut, under the headline, When the Muzzle Comes Off. And it was a broad article, uh, not necessarily about this particular incident, but what she was saying is basically that even if, as she would wish, Judge Kavanaugh does, uh, does, is not blocked, his nomination is not prevented, um, that some good is coming out of this. And the upshot of her argument is that women who, in her terms, have been muzzled for years about incidents involving sexual assault or abuse that happened to them have felt a new sense of unity, a new sense of freedom to speak out, a new willingness, a willingness to tell their stories. And um, it occurred to me that all of this, if you, if you do not believe the accuser of Judge Kavanaugh, all of this will have come at the expense of a man's reputation. And it brought up the question of, you know, Stephen Green, is it possible that even if Brett Kavanaugh suffers and his family suffers as a result from this in a loss of reputation, maybe a loss of employment, that it might have been worth it because some women who were otherwise silenced and suffering in silence get their day? Well, what do you mean by their day? Their opportunity to to um, 
to unburden themselves, basically, of something that they have kept secret all these times. It's as if you had been molested as a child or well, whatever and never you, told anybody. You and, know what? That's that's what uh, that's what therapy is for. That's what the police are for. That's what the courts are for. Uh, that's what your family is for. Uh, I don't understand people who keep this kind of thing bottled up. I, I just, I really don't. There are so many outlets, uh, uh, private and public both, that keeping this stuff bottled up inside does not make any sense to me. I just don't understand it. Meanwhile, you mentioned Brett Kavanaugh, who's at the center of this thing. This is a guy who, even if he does get seated on the Supreme Court, his name is going to be the liberal code word for serial rapist, even though that's not one of the actual allegations, for the next 50 years. And he's going to be used to tarnish not just uh, himself, but men in general and the Supreme Court. You know, the left will just absolutely taint or destroy, if they can, any institution they can't seize a hold of. And I think we have to keep that front and center. And uh, what about the women who are coming out with these seemingly baseless accusations? I, I don't know if they're true or not, but when you can't even remember the year that something terrible happened, much less where it happened, or in the case of the second accuser, whether or not Brett Kavanaugh was even there, I am tempted to say these are baseless allegations. So what we're doing here, or I should say what the left has been doing here, is encouraging women to besmirch their own reputations by coming forward with stuff that they can't support. I just don't see any good coming out of this, Scott. I, but I, Steve, I, here's, the, here's the good that comes out of it, because I was okay. talking to a woman the other day, okay. and she she was basically saying, look, I don't know whether these accusations are true or not, but I know what's happened to me. I know the kinds of abuse that I have endured over the years. I'm speaking in the voice of this woman. Yes. And she says, she said, it's finally good to be able to talk to other people women basically about this and to come together and and to have our voices be heard and to not have this be my silent shame anymore she didn't use that term but i'm i'm using that term and That's so a good term. E- even though the the accusation may not be substantial it may not be true um what it has done is kind of taken the lid off of a can that for a lot of other women who legitimately were abused and given them an opportunity to find the release um, and the and the sisterhood essentially the the opportunity you know how it is you talk to other people who've suffered something you've suffered there's a bond there that that is uh, palliative. Uh, well, wonderful. I think that's great. It, it is always good to unburden yourself. I suppose. And no, I don't even suppose. I know it is good to unburden yourself. But all I can say is, or all I can ask is, what took you so long, and why did why did you wait? Well, Bill Whittle, there's a twist in this story um, that I read on this this website called The Cut by uh, Rebecca Traster. And when she gets down near the end, she says this, and I want to quote her exactly because it kind of took me off guard when I read it. The telling of the stories, meaning the stories of these women who have been um, abused or sexually assaulted, the telling of the stories, the raising of the voices, does its own political work and reveals things that we may have known at some level but have never been able to see so plainly. The connection between policy, the desire to control women's bodies via restricting and policing their reproductive autonomy, and the personal treatment of individual women. Bill, she just made a direct connection there, basically saying the salutary effect of these women being able to come out and tell their stories has been 
to be a brushback pitch to those who would want to ban abortion, for example? Are women capable of surviving in this society as equals or aren't they? If, 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 if just to deal with your last question first, if she says that men have been controlling women's reproductive uh, rights, where? How? How? How have, I, how have I impacted anybody else's reproductive rights? What, what allows me or any other man to stop a woman from getting birth control? When you make, it out, when you make a statement like that, you're, you're making a statement that has the, the, the liberal ring of truth to it, but there's no truth to it whatsoever. How is your, how, tell me how. How have your reproductive rights been arrested, controlled, or, or, or in any way inhibited by men. Tell me how. I how? think she would say there's an ever-present threat of that, and we're one Supreme a Court ever justice away from of what? An ever-present threat of what? Of not being able to get an abortion anytime you wanted it. Well, well, we're talking about the past now. We're talking about birth control. We're talking about reproductive rights and so on. Of course, that's what she's talking about. This, is, this has become the issue for, for women now in, in America. Are you willing to, uh, to be proud of having an abortion? Are you really to shout it from the treetops? Because if the answer is no, then, um, then you're not really a woman. And we all know this to be true. So, so there's that. Um, now, the second thing is, I think, much more important. And that's the question you started out with, was, was anything good going to come out of this? And take a look at this book cover, Scotty. It's, it's, it's called um, The Ones That Walk Away from Omelis by Ursula K. Le Guin. And, um, and this is the most profound short story I've ever read, and I cannot recommend it highly enough, and I don't mean to give out spoiler alerts, but she managed to encapsulate the entire issue absolutely precisely, and it's an excellent read, and I can't make the point without telling you the basics of it. In this story, she has a world, uh, a city named Omelis, where nothing ever goes wrong. All the people are healthy. There are no rapes and assaults. There's no crime. There's no poverty. There's no sickness, no disease. There's no unwanted children. There's no marital abuse. There's no alcoholism. There's nothing. It is a gleaming city with silver trumpets and blue silken banners, and it is by every definition an absolute paradise. This is not a joke. That's what it is. It's paradise. And we'll come back and find out what the paradise is uh, as uh, as Bill and the gang talk about it. And, of course, this is brought to you from BillWhittle.com. So, you know, check out their site as well. But uh, always have an opinion. And, of course, we know that uh, which way they lean, which is great. And, again, that's the beauty about uh, being an American is we can lean either way we want. It's just we do need to do so in the best interest of the country not the best in interest of the individual. So I always want to make sure that we always have a, a good handle and remember that. In the meantime, as we get ready to step out here for a break, I want to remind you about our high school investing program. Uh, you know, we are in high schools, and we do try to help educate the youth of America. Uh, and we need your help. If, if you like the idea and you think it should be something that should last, then we want to uh, have you go to Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash Bubba Trading. That's Patreon.com forward slash Bubba Trading because we're in a very, very close to having to close it down. So if you'd like to help us out, please do. And, of course, don't forget to download the show each and every day at LibertyTalk.fm. You can also get the Sporting Edge there. And, of course, we will have our 
football selection for this evening. Uh, after the break, here is the Bubba Show. We'll be right back with more after the break. The Bubba Show, Todd Bubba Horowitz. Fly me to the. What's up, everybody? Bubba here. It's finally here. The long awaited Bubba Report. Bringing you news from all the trading floors across the globe. We've got Scott Chalady, the cow guy, as seen on CNBC, Fox, and Bloomberg. We've got Keith Bliss, CNBC, Fox, and a floor trader at the New York Stock Exchange. We've got the Badger, who writes the hot topics in the political news. We've got myself putting together my own unique indexes that will help you give you a better idea of what's going on in the market. All you need to do to get a hold of the Bubba Report is go to thebubbashow.org and sign up for the newsletter, or you can email me direct at Bubba at the Bubbashow.org. We want you to have this report because we've got over 150 years of experience talking about markets, getting ready for the trading, and puts you in the best position to have successful. So email me at Bubba at the Bubbashow.org to get a copy of your report or go right to the website, the Bubbashow.org. Make sure you get it. It's a must-have for every investor and trader. The Bubba Report. Welcome back to the Bubba Show. Todd Bubba Horowitz is we're listening to uh, uh, Bill Whittle and, and Scott and Steve, and they're talking about uh, can good come from evil in the Kavanaugh hearings. And Bill Whittle was telling us about the uh, a book Amelius and the good things that could uh, about it. So here we go. And the reason it's a paradise is because deep in a in a basement in one of these buildings is an innocent little girl who's age six or seven years old, and she's imprisoned by being chained to the floor, and she's fled, fled slop, and she lives in her own filth and excrement, and she suffers daily. And it is her suffering that allows everybody else to live this exemplary life. And when questioned about this, the citizens of Omela say, well, if she didn't do this, she might be suffering just as bad in a world without these kind of things. She could have had abusive parents. She might have been killed. She might be a drug addict. And everybody else who's living beautifully and everybody else who's living well and everybody else whose lives are saved and good are good because of this. And this has to happen to somebody anyway, so it's a pretty good deal. The, the, the needs of the many are so greatly benefited by this that it's a, that it's a, good, it's a good deal. And, and Ursula K. Le Guin says, this is, the, this is the deal, it's absolutely true. And she says, and yet there are people who walk away from this perfect world. They walk away from this world of abundance and a world of health and a world of, of kindness and a world of, of lack of crime, lack of disease. They simply pack up and go once they've seen the girl. And so the question becomes, what kind of person are you? And the reason this is such a powerful, brilliant story is this. What Ursula K. Le Guin has done is she has shown you that it doesn't matter what the benefits are if, if harm has been inflicted on an innocent person in order to obtain them. It is not a question of most people are, are living better and, 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 and poverty and, and alcoholism and wife beating all the rest, rape is gone. The question is, did that girl do anything to make her guilty of this? And the answer is no. And therefore, I'm, I'm one of those people who would certainly walk away from a society like that. I do not want to live in a society where everything I have is predicated on the idea that somebody is suffering right now so that I can be happy. I don't believe that's what life requires. I believe my happiness is my business and everybody else's is, is their business. And so when you ask what good comes out of this, you're really asking the question of saying, well, gee, you know, this is what the article was asking. Hey, some great comes, some, some good stuff comes out of this. 
comes out of what? Out of destroying this man's life and reputation? I was listening to Larry the Cable Guy on, on, a, on Comedy Roundup, and when he's dropped his accent, he's got some very fine points. He says, it doesn't matter anymore whether he did it or not. It's stuck on him. It will never go away. It's on him forever. It's assassination of his character, who's by all accounts a, a, an exemplary guy. He says he's, he's been destroyed, and that's not worth anything to me. To, I mean, it, there is no benefit that I can see that is worth the destruction of a single innocent person. And if it makes all of the other crimes and all of the other uh, ailments go away to inflict punishment on somebody who didn't do something and destroy their character, I want no part of it at all. I want no part of it. And the people who stay in Omelas are morally bankrupt and they're very, 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 very diseased people. And by the way, by the way, when you say all these uh, gave people an opportunity to speak up, you know, Kavanaugh gave people an opportunity to speak up, what happened to Bill Cosby and what happened to Harvey Weinstein and what happened to all these other people, all these left-wingers, the entire left, entire left-wing pantheon of people throughout the last year who've been proven guilty of sexual assault, that didn't loosen people up, but now all of a sudden an innocent man... Mm-hmm is suddenly going to open the doorway when after when after you hear what Harvey Weinstein did, Bill Cosby, as we record this, is going to jail for years because he was a sexual predator for 30 years and everybody knew it. And, and that's not permission to start talking about this. But suddenly a Republican guy who's running for a Supreme Court is accused on the most shaky evidence imaginable. And now this is like, oh, now it's OK for me to talk about it. It's fascinating what it takes to tip the weight to the other side of the fulcrum in societal movements or things that suddenly become a, a meme or um, uh, kind of the part of the zeitgeist of the culture. Um, there certainly has been, since the Weinstein and other incidents, more um, open talk of sexual assault and sexual abuse. But I think Bill is absolutely right, at least from the left side of the spectrum, the freedom to speak out about it has been been uh, distributed widely and rapidly as a result of the fact that somebody who is trying in their minds to stop women from getting abortion, which is, of course, the only reason why he wants to be on the Supreme Court, that's, that's the trigger for them. Now, uh, you know, God is sovereign and has a funny way of working things out on this planet because horrible things happen all the time. But sometimes good comes from these horrible things, not in such a way that you would ever wish that there would be horrible things happening so that good can come, and not in a way that you would say, look, God made that horrible thing happen just so that this good could come. You know, it, it, Flight 93 didn't go down so that we could all have heroes. Um, the, the reason why is not as important as what happened as a result that is salutary. And so, yes, there are women in this country right now who, for whatever reason, have finally told somebody else, you know, Uncle John molested me when I was a kid or who had told the story of being raped or abused by their husbands. Um, I ran an organization for a while um, and was a phone volunteer for an organization to help women that were victims of rape and domestic violence. I know what a trap that is and how difficult it is to come out from underneath the shame and feel that you're worthy enough to even pick up the phone and call for help. So I know that that's a horrible situation to be in. So I think I can at the same time say I applaud the movement that sets some women free from a burden that's been a secret for them for years and years and where they find a common sisterhood and support because they haven't for all this time and they've suffered in silence and it has caused irreparable harm to them in other ways. On the other hand, 
it's one thing, you know, to, to touch on my, my Christian roots again, it's one thing for a Savior to offer his life willingly and to be willing to suffer the scorn and the shame and the pain and the destruction. It's another thing to grab a man off the street and do this to him who did not invite this onto himself. And I think Brett Kavanaugh is not the willing sacrifice that Jesus was. He didn't volunteer himself to say, I'd like to have my reputation destroyed so that other people may have a measure of freedom. If he turns out to have been guilty of this stuff that he's been accused of, then obviously we have to reevaluate what we see now. But as it looks right now, um, we have a man who is being um, crushed in the public square rhetorically speaking and emotionally speaking and the face of his wife during an interview this week uh, if you didn't share her pain through this you have no sense of compassion that's happening to somebody because he was diligent he followed his profession he wrote well he judged well he did all the right things as far as we can tell and now he's become a whipping boy for a movement that should have happened a long time ago as far as women being set free. And I don't buy it that it's okay for this to happen to him or it doesn't matter what happens to Brett Kavanaugh as long as some women benefit. I think we can have both. I think we can treat a man with dignity and we can also treat women with dignity and we can keep our hands off them when they don't belong on them and we can treat them with honor the way uh, decent men should. Well, let's do that for everybody. For Bill Whittle and Stephen Green, I'm Scott Ott. Thanks to the members at BillWhittle.com for making this possible. And, of course, uh, Bill and Stephen, Scott, uh, I make, obviously, a lot of good points. Uh, and, and I do think that this is one of the uh, big issues we have in this country today is the we're, we're willing to sacrifice somebody that should not be sacrificed. And it's not just, you know, uh, it's not just uh, Brett Kavanaugh. It's, you know, just there's so many things that have happened. And, of course, we always need to move forward. We always need to go to the next step. But we, we, we cannot forget the issues and the things that have happened in the past. And our And our goals should be to not let them happen again and to improve upon them. And, and this is where these, the whole system breaks down because especially uh, some out there will do anything, no matter what damage it does to others, to, to get what they want. And, and I think that is truly a shame. I think that's truly a sad state of affairs when we've stooped to these levels because we have worked so hard to bring everybody up. Just one man's opinion, and I thank the crew from Bill Whittle uh, to have made this, this, this possible. In the meantime, this is The Bubba Show, and I am Todd Bubba Horowitz, and of course, I want to remind you to download the Bubba Show each and every day at libertytalk.fm as well as the Sporting Edge, which is there on the weekends. And, of course, we do have a, a football game tonight. And, of course, you also uh, you want to make sure you get uh, my daily update, 
which is you can get at BubbaTrading.com. If you just fill out the little box that pops up, you can certainly just fill it out. There is no credit card. There is no charge. And each and every day, I will send you a little video on what I saw in the market that day and what I'm expecting to see tomorrow. So kind of like getting tomorrow's newspaper today. This is the Bubba Show Top of Horowitz. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Bubba Show, Todd Bubba Horowitz. And, uh, you know, as we often see in this country, we have slime and sleaze and all kinds of things. And, of course, we just listen to, you know, Bill Biddle and Scott and Steve. And, uh, you know, then you've got this, this attorney who is representing uh Stormy Daniels, who's representing some other uh, last-minute accusers, to the judge, and and I just I have to ask the question: Where were these people uh, the other six times that uh, Judge Kavanaugh was going through uh, the FBI investigations? How did it magically appear? Um, you know, about five weeks before the midterm elections. You know, there, there's so many things that go on. And, you know, we hear about the deep state, okay? Uh, and, and if you don't think that it exists, you should probably think again. You know, I, I'm, I'm reading uh, Jason Chavitz's book, The Deep State, and he was a congressman, and he tells a lot of stories of of things that have happened uh, from Benghazi, from his I think eight years in in the House, and you know obviously he can't reveal everything, but it, everything that he says in his book indicates that there is a deep state. And and, and and I have no doubt. I've never had a doubt. I mean, you know, we can go back as far as I can remember, which is Kennedy, and I think some of the allegations around him. Uh, but you know, even as far as uh, the the election from then and how he got elected, and you know, he got elected basically because of Chicago it was really when it came down. That's the story. Uh, but, you know, it's it's amazing, uh, you know, how many things happen. And this all ties into kind of like an, an an ulterior mode and an ulterior plan below the system, you know, from the uh, uh, from the Federal Reserve and, you know, what some believe they were created for. And basically that that's that that thing that some of us believe that they were created for was simply to basically abscond with all the cash. <laughs> uh, basically, that's, that's you know, that's in a nutshell. Uh, because, again, you know, when you have the ability to create money, when you have the ability to do things, you can rule the world. <laughs> but, you know, there's there's been so many things. And, and, and if we look back in history, 
and you've had, you know, we had the uh, the Bill Clinton, you know, Monica Lewinsky, and I don't care about that. And I don't think the American people cared about it. I think the American people cared that, that he lied about it. Okay. But I, I think, you know, he got caught with that. Do we think that that was the only one? Do we think that that was the only thing he did wrong at that time? Uh, you know, we can go back to Nixon. Okay. You know, he got caught. Do we think that 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 Nixon and uh, and Clinton were the the only ones who did things in office that were uh, not up on a board? Okay, um, you know, I, I I personally believe that stuff happens all the time. Okay, that's what I personally believe. That doesn't again that doesn't make it fact, but I think you know if if I were to say which president didn't do anything wrong while in office, I would have to guess Reagan uh, and, and, you know, and, and, and probably Jimmy Carter. But for the most part, I, I think that most presidents, you know, do a lot of things. You know, again, they're under a lot of pressure to get things done. They make a lot of bad deals. But simply put, okay, it happens, and you're seeing it play out in living color right now with the overall, with, with the timing of this announcement, with how they're trying to play it out, and with each and every passing day, a new accuser shows up. But not even the, the newspaper that hates Trump the most can find credible witnesses to run it. What does that tell you about where, in this particular case, the left has gone? And again, I don't just say that the left would only do this. I have no doubt that there are many on the right that would do uh, very similar things that are not nice. Uh, again, I, I think that our political system has broken down. Um, I, 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 I don't understand spending billions of dollars for elections. It just it does not seem all that logical to me. Uh, billions and billions and billions of money thrown in the toilet with smear campaigns and ads. But of course, that could all be solved if people, you and me, and all of us, would would vote and get out there, okay, and, 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 and pay just a little bit more attention to the things that are going on. You know, if, if we think that we're not affected by what they do, well, you know, if you've lived through any of the market collapses, you know, a lot of this ties back to them based on the policies that they run, based on the things that they let happen. And, and, of course, uh, they never suffer. They keep getting paid. You know, they're, and, 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 and they're dirty. Okay? Not all of them. Again, I can't, I'm saying it as a general blanket statement. Okay? Because I believe it. And I could give you specific names of who I think are worse than others. But at the end of the day, okay, if we know that there's always some bad deal-making going on, you, you can just look at it. And this is why I always say 
that at the end of the day, when you watch, and you know we've got the debt ceiling coming up, okay, and you know it's going to resolve, uh, but you know they're in the back room making a deal, trading off on favors, and and that's the problem. Every bill, every deal has to come with the somebody getting something special out of it, and they love to bury all this stuff underneath like it doesn't matter. And there and lies the bigger problem is allowing these deals to go through, which is why I would like to see us stop it. Okay, I would like to see us quit with the crap, uh, which means we need a whole overhaul of what's going on right now. In the meantime, this is the Bubba Show, Todd Bubba Horowitz. And of course, we do have a football game tonight. And I will take my selection for tonight is the Minnesota Vikings. And I don't think they're going to need the seven points. I think they're going to win straight up over the Los Angeles Rams. And I do like, although I don't like that they're favored, but I do like the USA in the Ryder Cup. But in the meantime, this is the Bubba Show, Todd Bubba Horowitz. And, of course, don't forget to download the show each and every day at libertytalk.fm. And furthermore, don't forget about the Sporting Edge and our high school program. If you'd like to help us out, please go to Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash Bubba Trading. That's Patreon.com forward slash Bubba Trading. In the meantime, have a great day, everybody. Thank you so much. Enjoy the game tonight, and we'll bring you home another winner. The Bubba Show. Top Bubba Horace. Have a great day. We'll see you later. Revolutionary talk for revolutionary times. Liberty Talk FM.